This week on Kettle of Fish, comedian Lee Camp stops by to talk about his moments of clarity. Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the No Politics Laughter Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debate, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Welcome to Kettle of Fish. <laughs> All righty. Welcome to Kettle of Fish, the show after the show, the talk after the talk, the 20-minute comedy money shot after the two hours of political foreplay. Ah, uh, Dee, Fern, are you guys ready to get fishy with it? Always. Kind of wind down. It was a very tense episode of the Ignorance Equation today, so try not to go too far down the political rabbit hole here with our guests today and keep things light. And speaking of today's guests, today's guest you may know from Redacted Tonight, you, which is on the RT Network. You may know him from his Moment of Clarity podcast or his book Moment of Clarity or his stand-up or his activism work, a true artisan of the mind. Sir Lord, Dr. Camp, Earl of Essex, Esquire, Lee Camp joins us today. Lee, welcome back. So you're telling me, first of all, I wasn't good enough for the main show. And uh, secondly, that I'm not going to talk politics. Have you ever spoken to me before? Um, actually, I have. We asked you to come on the main show. You wanted to just do the quick 20. We could definitely talk politics, but I want to talk uh, about okay. it more in a lighter way and not go to totally down the political I am incapable rapper. of anything lighter. Well, and you oh, know, that's I one thing I wanted Yeah, it's that's definitely one thing I more to talk palatable. To yes, yes, definitely. How do you separate all you know, I, I saw you on um Tom Hartman's show the other day and this is why I was finishing up reading your book because I wanted to prepare for the show and I love everything that you do. And I'm just thinking about your stand-up, your activism work, your podcast, your show, everything you got going. Like me, because me and Dee are together, sometimes she's like, dude, can you turn it off and just tell a dick joke and drink a beer? You're always talking, <laughs> droning on about politics. God, you're killing me here. Right. How do you separate it, Lee, from just seeping into your personal life where you can actually just kind of go and unwind and not have to debate politics like I always do everywhere I go. I actually, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I actually turned it off, but I, I don't. It's not like I sit there yelling at people in bars because I hear them say fucking ignorant things. Uh, I, I, I think because I have an outlet, because I have a show where I get to yell things about uh, how horrible the state of the world is, and apparently all you guys notice is my hair. Um, because I have that outlet, <laughs> you, uh, I don't feel the need to like yell at people walking down the street, or you know, uh, uh, you, so so I can be out at a bar and not talk about, or I can be out at a bar and talk about it. I also don't shut it down if someone's like, hey, you know, about that point you made, oh, you know, let's talk about it. I'm fine with that too, but but yeah, I can't. I mean, you know, everybody's got to take breaks. I can't fucking run around yelling all day. Yeah, definitely, and you know. Watching the show and watching how much passion you have and watching the things that you say, like, they almost seem unarguable to me. I sit there and I watch these things. I'm like, they're so fucking common sense. 
And when you say, hey, this corporation is doing this, or these people are poisoning us, or these people are running all over us and have their boots on our neck, and then everybody else gets up in arm like over a seatbelt law, and they're like, oh, the government's here in these black helicopters, and it's kind of like this bait and switch, and you're talking about where the power is actually consolidated. I don't understand how you're not ripping your hair out when you're talking to people or what it's going to take for Americans. I mean, Dwayne was on the show today, and he was actually standing up for what's that guy's name, Martin Scazzese or whatever. The, um, Scarelli. Scarelli. Yeah, he was actually yeah. standing up for him because, you know, capitalism, baby. If he can well, make I'm, millions I'm, off I'm the backs of others. I missed yeah, that part of your show, but uh, whoever the guest was, he's fucking out of his mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Whenever you hear someone say, yay, capitalism, or, or yeah, you know, it's, well, listen, people will buy what the, the whatever, you know, then somebody will compete with them or whatever. It's like, look, we have a system that rewards sociopaths. That's what it is. It's a system that makes it so that people like Shkreli get ahead. And, you know, it's, it, there's a joke I have in my stand-up where I'm like, you know, guess who gets into these boardrooms? Who are the, the true power in our country is the boardroom of Goldman Sachs and the boardroom of Citibank. And who gets to that point? And I, I, I'll give you a hint. It's not the vegan who lets people merge in front of him in traffic. Okay? That's, right. Yeah. That's not <laughs> the guy in that boardroom. So we have a system that full-on rewards, at least to, to the point that we put them at the top of the power structure, uh, a full, uh, just, just full frontal sociopath. And, you know, there's yeah. always this, like, false red herring that, well, you know, if you don't like how this company's screwing you, you could just take your business elsewhere. And if you don't like if every company ends up taking this path, then you could, you know, you have the freedom to go in the woods and eat berries and die. And I think you made a great point on your last show where you're like, hey, if someone's choking to death and you're going to charge them $50 to give you the Heimlich, <laughs> well, hey, shop around. I mean, you don't have to, you know, take my right. court, shop around it so you could save your life. I mean, that's a brilliant point. Why is it not resonating with more people? Why do people rebut that and go, oh, Lee, you don't I, I know mean, what you're talking about? I'm, I mean, you're, you're right. that These people, have, they, they sound like they have a legitimate argument because of, you know, hashtag freedom. But people ignore societal force. It's like, oh, yeah, you're free to go find another medication. Oh, well, it happens to be the one medication that can cure the illness. That will kill me. And this guy's mm-hmm. charging $750 a day for me to get it. That is, that is a form of force. That is a form of the opposite of freedom. That is a form of him holding a gun to your head and saying, you live if you take this pill or buy this pill. You don't live if you don't. And so people love to say, oh, I don't believe in force. I don't believe in government force. But there's another kind of force that is, that is much more powerful and much more hidden in that, in that yeah, if you're – and so the, the, the line which you, uh, which you kind of paraphrased that I had in my show was there's certain things in our personal lives that are too important for market economy. And that's what we have is the market economy. And anybody who says who argues, yay, capitalism, uh, in an instance like Shkreli, they're, they're arguing that the market economy will always solve the problem. But there's things in our personal lives that we don't treat that way. And the example I use is if your mom's choking in front of you, you don't say to her, hey, mom, I'll give you the Heimlich maneuver, but it's going to cost you $50. If you don't like that price, you're welcome to shop around. And the reason we don't do that is because we, it, it's too important to us to trust to a mm-hmm. market economy. Now, it should be like that in our society as a whole as well. Like we should trust we, – we should, we should not want to trust, you know, uh, health care or, 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 or uh, imprisoning people to a market economy. Like our, our laws as to whether people get locked up 
should not be like, well, you know, are people going to pay more to get these people locked up? Are they going to pay less? Who, you know, who wants to fund getting these people locked up? Who wants to make money off of it? War should not be left to the market economy. There used to be laws against mm-hmm. war profiteering. Now yeah. there used to be laws against it, and now it's, it's fucking rewarded. Our biggest corporations are war profiteers. And, you know, the point I've been making all week to kind of um, combat free market society is if you've got a guy who's got a life-saving pill – and he's charging regular Joe's $10 a pill, but he actually makes more money just exclusively selling to super rich assholes for $10,000 a pill. Right. If he's going to make more money selling exclusively to the rich because of less overhead, and now he's only selling a quarter of the amount of pills he would sell to everybody, how is free market economy going to correct that if he's actually making more money doing the wrong thing? So I don't understand right. that it's argument. That- well, it's not going to correct it. It's going to view that as the correct way to be. Um, and and the, the, an economist that you, you can look this up on U.S. Uncut if you want to read all the details about it, but uh, an economist recently estimated that getting rid of Big Pharma would, uh, would, would save the U.S. $270 billion a year. Like that's, so it's wow. not just Shkreli. It's the, entire, it's the entire system. And, you know, it's usually much smaller than $13 pills become $750 pills. It's usually a $13 pill becomes a $27 pill, and people don't complain as much, but it's $270 billion a year that's dumped down the toilet so that we can pay Big Pharma to, quote-unquote, take care of us. Well, you know, we had this um, recent thing going on with Volkswagen, and everybody is in an uproar, and I saw Scarelli uh, post about him that said, right, left, black, white, gay, straight. We all agree this guy is a douche, kind of a hopeful, cheery type of uh, meme. And the question is, is public opinion slowly starting to sway, and are people slowly starting to wake up to how rigged the game is, or do you think we're still spinning our wheels in freedom, capitalism, freedom, capitalism? I think I think people are starting to wake up, and I think you see that, you know, although I have plenty of qualms with, with Bernie Sanders, I think you see that in, in people uh, getting behind, like, Bernie Sanders instead of just Hillary, instead of just more of the same. And I, I, I think that although the anger is completely misdirected, the anger that has supported Donald Trump is is in anger at a system that is not working for a lot of people. Now, those people, unfortunately, have been told, ah, it's the immigrants that are doing it. Now, that's all bullshit. But uh, it, it, I think that people are starting to wake up in various forms, and I think it's going towards that. And, 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 and I think that, that people are starting to realize that subtle change is not enough. This, the, the change we're looking at that we need soon is uh, it needs to be more dramatic, and it needs to be a movement. And even even Bernie Sanders himself, and this is the thing I've agreed with most that he said, is he said this: no president in office can stop the system we have because the corporate dollars, the Wall Street dollars, are too entrenched, and it's going to take much more than a president. And he's absolutely right. You could get this can't be a cult of personality to create this change. It can't be one guy. It's got to be people waking up to this entire system being rigged against, you know, call it 99%, call it 90%, whatever it is. Most of America is getting royally screwed. Well, and that's the misdirect. That's the great political prestidigitation, right? Like, let's shove it all over. the. You know, and I always tell people that I don't blame the powerless. I blame the powerful. I'm not the kind of guy who's like, oh, it's poor people. Oh, it's immigrants. Oh, it's Muslims. Oh, it's gay people. Like, I don't understand this reactatory knee jerk reaction where it's like, I want to blame the guy that's under me 
for the reason that I don't have what I have. And I, I and I just feel like we're all crabs in a bucket at this point. And um, well, that, well, that's because it seems all Americans think they're all uh, temporary thwarted millionaires. Any minute now, they're going to be at the top, and uh, right? then they'll want to be then they'll want to be punching down. So they might as well get practice punching down before they <laughs> become millionaires. Well, you know, my political theory is the reason for a lot of this is the Republicans came in in 2008 and they killed the brand. Like McDonald's doesn't ever go, I want to beat Burger King, so I'm going to tell everybody that hamburgers will give you cancer and kill you. And I just feel like these Tea Party guys came in for the first time ever and was like, government is bad, government's evil. We're not really part of that government, but they're corrupt. And all these people who were so pie-eyed patriotic just feel a betrayal that just resonates so deeply in them. That they were kind of like, all right, well, screw everything about government. Um, you know, Obama's invaded Texas with his army of the evil 12 Ebola monkeys. It must be true. Well, what evidence do you have? He said it's not true. <laughs> Jade Helm Army, it must be true. They're setting up bot- – well, how do you believe that? Because he said it's not true. And I just think the betrayal level of – you know, I always equate it to if I think my – if I know my mom sleeps around the neighborhood and she's kind of like the neighborhood hoe and my brother thinks like she's just a saint and she's flawless – and then we both walk in, and like a bunch of bikers are running a train on her. My brother's going to flip out and be like, oh, my God, I don't believe in anything anymore. And I'm going to be like, yeah, that's Mom. She's a neighborhood hoe. And he's going to, like, hate women, hate me, hate his mother. I mean, don't you feel like there's a little bit of that deep betrayal going on because the Republican Party, specifically the Tea Party, came out and was like, it's all corrupt. It's all a lie. Hasn't that fucked our psyche up in this country? Uh, well, that, that was a that was the thickest metaphor I've ever heard. But uh, I <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'll take that as a compliment. I, I don't I don't know whether I don't know whether it was apt or not. But I I do I mean I think that a lot of this stuff uh, I I don't know whether you're right or wrong on that part. But I I think that a lot of this stuff was long before 2008. It's just gotten more cons- consolidated. Um, I do think that the GOP has kind of screwed up their brand by entertaining these, you know, uh, Tea Party nutbags. But then again, I would call all GOP nutbags. Um, uh, but, it, you know, they entertain this idea, and now they're all getting beaten to hell for it, and they can't understand why the three people, all three that are winning in the GOP polls are three people who've never been in office, never done a yeah. day of governing in their lives, and they don't know how that happened. And, the, of course, the irony is this, of this is that, uh, or maybe not irony, maybe by plan, but is that the Tea Party very early on stopped being a people's people standing up and started being funded by the Koch brothers and astroturfing and all that stuff. The Koch brothers were were heavily funding it uh, very early on, and and the Koch brothers are are libertarians that donate to both sides of the the aisle, although they donate more to the GOP, and they they truly are you know puppet masters behind this thing. And uh, and and of course, but but both the Koch brothers and the GOP are terrified of people like Trump who can fund their own campaigns and who therefore thwart their little puppet strings. But at the same time, Trump is a fucking psychopath, megalomaniacal douchebag. Couldn't agree more. Um, Fern, you used to consider yourself libertarian, and you've kind of walked away from that because you said they yep. got too extreme. What was the original appeal? And, I mean, do you feel – well, that, the point I was making earlier, do you feel betrayed because everything you've been told this and then sold this and vice versa? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in, like, government. Like, I, I'm a big believer in smaller government, but I believe in the Constitution. I believe in the principles of, you know, these United States. And I think the libertarians, when they came out, had a really good premise and a really good idea, but they just kind of went – 
crazy. You know, they just kind of went extreme, and that's what we deal with now. We deal with extremes, and and I had to walk away. You know, when you start talking about, I want to eradicate the FDA. I mean, that's 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 nuts. I mean, you go back to the whole uh, prescription medication thing. This is we're talking about life or death. We're not talking about who's you know who's going to buy my comic books on eBay. This I understand. Something's only worth what someone will pay for it. But when you're talking about life and death and you're talking about having to vet your bananas or your coconuts in the grocery store because you don't want big government, you don't want the FDA, I mean, that's really extreme in my opinion. And I just I can't get I can't get on board with that. I can't get behind that. I had to step away from that. I've stepped away from the Republican Party as a whole because they have gone so far right. And I just I have to just kind of pull myself back and say, you know what? I I have to have the opinion of the average American voter now, and that is, what is the lesser of two evils? And that's a shitty position to be in. Lee, do you you hear, you know, you've got your ear to the ground. Do you hear more people saying, I used to be libertarian or I used to be Tea Party or, you know, Republican or what have you, conservative, and now saying, I had to walk away, this is just a fucking freak show? I don't know, but I know that, well, I've definitely heard some people say that, you know, they used to be Republican, but now, you know, your average Democrat is Republican, so they they don't relate to Republicans, the, the, the GOP anymore. They relate more to the corporate Democrats than, than, uh, than they do Republicans. But I also, I think there's some people that were a lot, of, there were a lot of Alex Jones followers that I think slowly realized that he just, he was really into conspiracy theory of the week and didn't didn't bother to fact check a lot of them and you know more and more people are seeing the harms of climate change and saying well okay i don't know if i can be in the in the camp that continues to pretend this isn't happening so absolutely okay we are nearing that 20 minute mark lee you're absolutely right we couldn't not talk politics you get me and someone (laughs) like you together that's just going to be impossible um you're invited to come on the ignorance equation anytime you've got 90 minutes by the way it's a 90 minute commitment though um, why don't you tell everybody what you're working on and where they can find you? Uh, I'm working on a lot of stuff, but my weekly show is Redacted Tonight. It's on RT America Fridays at 8 p.m., but it also is all up online at youtube.com slash Redacted Tonight. Or if you want an easier web address to remember, leecamp.net. You can find it all there, L-E-E-C-A-M-P. Uh, I likely have live shows coming up in New York, or at least one in New York in November. I don't know the exact date yet. Uh, I probably have a new book coming out. And uh, I have Moment of Clarity is another video thing I do, which is at uh, uh, also at LeeCamp.net. Right on. Thank you so much for coming on, sir. We will be in touch. And that is our wrap-up for this week of Kettle of Fish. Dee, you haven't said anything, so I'll let you take us out with your last words. Oh, God, just that even for people who get irritated with politics like I tend to do because I find it can oftentimes be overbearing and depressing and it just all pisses me off because Republicans as a whole tend to be dicks. Um, I I have to definitely recommend uh, Moment of Clarity and Redacted Tonight as it's freaking, it's just hilarious. It makes me laugh every single time. All righty, fair enough. Uh, I don't know if we should do some outro music here. I'll just play some of the Vindictives. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. We'll be back Friday and Sunday. We will have Sheila Shondell on Friday Night Drunken Trivia and on Kettle of Fish. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye.